Hi, my name's Tina Waldron. Welcome to the podcast and I hope you love it and share it with others. This podcast is all about evangelism and mission, sharing Jesus in natural ways, in ways that we can all do. I interview people right across Australia and also overseas to hear what's working and how that ultimately applies to our lives, no matter who we are. Some weeks I jump on and do a little teaching myself. I hope it's helpful for you. Don't forget to check out our other free resources on our website. Now let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism podcast. My name's Tina Waldron from Evangelism in Australia. I have a great discussion for you today. I'm talking about inspiring faith in Sydney, the Nicola Gibb tent meeting triumph. I'm talking with evangelist Nicola Gibb, who stepped out in faith to, can you believe, hold a tent meeting in 2023 in Australia Incredible stuff with amazing results. I I just can't wait to hear the story. Welcome to you, Nicola. Thank you so much, Tina. It's just such an honour to be here. It is fabulous to have you on the show. Now, Nicola, what's really interesting and that I'd like the listeners to know is that my understanding is that this tent meeting would never have happened had you not said yes to becoming a senior minister at C3 Church Penrith. So, how on earth does that happen? Evangelist, again, now pastoring C3 Penrith. Oh, incredible. So basically, here I am, an itinerant, traveling evangelist. That's all I know. Um, you know, going to different churches, bringing my story, going for salvations and healings and miracles. And then COVID happens. And all my work just got shut down overnight, like a lot of people's. And so I got a phone call asking if I would step in as a uh, interim pastor of C3 Penrith. And so, so I said yes, because I really didn't have much else going on. And I thought, okay, that's great. The Lord is redirecting me. And I, so I stepped into that. And eventually that church was offered to me as a full-time position. Uh, So yes, stepped in as senior minister 18 months ago and started pastoring, feeling like, oh God, help me. He's an evangelist in, in in the pastor's shoes. So here we go. Maybe, maybe I'll just bring some life to this church. It actually needed a lot of love and it needed a lot of restoration. So I was in my happy place. (laughs) <laughs> Fantastic. What an incredible um, background. And so in May of this year, you decided to hold a tent meeting. Now, I mean, the real deal, like the big, huge tent, imagine a circus tent in the middle of Penrith there. Um, you decide to have, have a tent meeting and evangelist Tim Hall came, who, you know, many Australians know Tim Hall. What I want to know is, how does that even happen? Like, what did Jesus say to you to think, yep, that's what I'm going to do? <laughs> I know, right? So through COVID, I was connecting with Tim on Zoom. He's got a, a platform where he's connecting all the Aussie and New Zealand evangelists together. So we meet monthly. And so I was already connected with Tim. When I stepped into being senior minister, I said to the Lord, I'll grow the church and then I'll move it. And he said, no. You'll move the church, 
and then I'll grow it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, so the first thing I've got to do is move the church. I moved the church with such a small amount of people, but we moved it to the showground, which is called Penrith Paceway, which is where we have church now. And it's a racetrack for horses, like the, you know, the, the, the little buggies and everything. And so as soon as I moved the church there, I've walked out into the stadium and I've got a vision. I'm going to have a massive evangelistic crusade here one day. And I saw a tent and I just was so, I was like, it was a vision. And I, and I told my whole church, I said, one day we're going to have a, we're going to have a big meeting here, a big evangelistic meeting here. And everybody was on board, but little did I know it would happen so quickly. And so I was in conversations with Tim and I had this vision. I was, I was asking the Lord questions like, do you mean I'm supposed to do this or should I get Tim Hall to do this? What should I do, Lord? Anyway, the phone rings. It's Tim. He says, Nicola, what's on your heart? I said, Tim, do you want to know what's on my heart? Is a big tent in Penrith where I've just moved the church. And he goes, oh, my wife, Jackie, has been on at me for the last six months about Penrith. So I go, wow, we go, wow, we go, Holy Ghost collision, this is supposed to happen. I said, I've just gotten connected to one church, Penrith, which is a bunch of churches that meet together with unity at the forefront. And I'm the new kid on the block, but let me just float the vision past them. We had a Christmas party. And let me float the vision past them, see what kind of buy-in I can get. Went to the Christmas party, asked for an opportunity to speak for like one minute, two minutes, floated this vision. Everybody went, <gasps> just, <gasps> it was like bringing, the, bringing water to people who were so thirsty and been in a desert for so long. Bringing the vision was just, it was incredible. Everybody just bought in straight away. I went back to Tim. I said, everyone's in, let's do this. You know, it was obviously early days. And we had a yes in our spirit. We had a yes, this was God's will. I felt like God had put a baby in my lap. Just, this is yours to carry. And, you know, with a baby, it's funny. I was thinking, you know, when when I birthed my first son and you, and you go through that, incredible pain and whatnot and but then you've got this euphoria and you've got this baby in your hands and the midwife comes and says now you've got to feed it you're like what now I've got to feed it it was kind of like that it was like this vision got put in my lap and now oh my gosh now we've got to do everything to to pull this off wow so that was exciting I think knowing just knowing that it was God and Tim also felt that knowing we both were so excited so then God just downloaded such a simple strategy of I want you to uh, use Alpha as the discipleship process. I want you to, you know, prayer meetings. All the, all this download just came uh, really easy. Do you know what? It was so graced, so graced, even though it looked like this huge thing I was embarking on, every step was an absolute joy. Yeah. Even the giants. Amazing. And for our listeners today, Nicola, people may not know that 
you've been on our show once before, maybe a, a year or two ago, and we were talking about street work because you do a lot of work helping those that are vulnerable on the street. So this is such a, you know, sometimes we see these at opposite ends of the spectrum when we talk in the evangelism field. So this this heart that you said for alpha of discipleship of seeing people not just saying yes to Jesus but having this strategy of how do we make disciples what do we do with these people that say yes so tell us a little bit about that so what did you do then you had this thought we need to use alpha because you're familiar with that using it on the streets and encouraging people I heard I've heard you talk about that on our show how did that work and how did you get that together with all of the churches that you're talking about that were involved? Mm, So that's a great question. So step one was to gather as many pastors across Penrith and the Greater West as possible. So we put on a big lunch and we just got as many pastors in the room as possible. And I knew that to get the pastors buy-in, I was going to have to bring a discipleship process for them to actually buy in. I was so confident in Alpha and having that as a discipleship process. I ran, I know the guys from Alpha. I'm an alphaholic, as you say. I just absolutely think it's one of the strongest discipleship tools I've ever seen. I've seen people go through Alpha and they stick in church. Uh, I've seen it over and over. So I was confident moving forward with that. Got the Alpha guys involved, got them to come out and speak at the pastor's lunch. So I had Tim Hall there, had the alpha guys there and had myself there bringing the strategy first and foremost that pastors would feel confident that we had a discipleship process in place before we even started with the excitement, you know, and that that was so super important to us that people that got saved would go straight into alpha. So basically we had 10 alpha courses registered before the event even kicked off. Wow. Knowing that that was going to be our net. Yeah, that is so good. And it's it's beyond wisdom for me. It's That's what we're called to do. We're all here to make disciples. So you have to have that conversation from the beginning, which is just brilliant. I'm so pleased to hear that and helpful for people that may come across this episode, Nicola, and think, wow, we could do something like this in our city. I did hear that you had a little bit of pushback from the local council, which is probably one of the questions that churches coming together have to face when they're wanting to work in the greater community outside of a church building. So what happened there and how did you overcome this? It was pretty incredible. Actually, we got the advice to have the tent meeting at a showground, which we had booked, and we we kind of thought that all those permits would be in place considering we were having the tent event at the showground. But listen to this. The showground had a permit for a circus tent but not for our tent. And so they were just really squibbling about us and it was very spiritual. Um, It was a spiritual battle. They did not want our Christian event um, to go forward and so they they said no to us and that we would have to get a brand-new DA, uh, which was going to take months, and we did not have months. We had uh, six weeks before the event when they were saying no. And um, so we just prayed. We got intercessors on it. We, we just kept, I kept going back, trying to get the right connections, talking to council. But at the end of the day, 
they said no. They said, you're not having your event. It's n- you're not a circus. And I said, well, if you only knew, <laughs> right, we really are a circus. And, um, you know, I said, we're, we're actually less risk than a circus. We haven't got elephants, you know, <laughs> but, but um, we're a Holy Ghost circus. <laughs> so anyway, we just, through prayer, through me um, actually just not taking that no and pushing through at that point, asking, I asked this pastor, he said, his nephew knows the guys at the council because he does a lot of building and, and stuff like that in the area. He's a developer. Call him. So I called this guy, like didn't know him from a bar of soap. I call him Tom the Miracle Worker and rang Tom the Miracle Worker, who I didn't know, this young guy, and he, he said, who are you dealing with at council? And I gave him the name. He said, oh, he's my best mate. I said, Really? He said no to a tent, told him the whole story. He's a Christian guy and he rang up his mate and said, do you know who you're dealing with? These are God's people. (laughs) He said, what are you going to do when there's plagues break out in Penrith and the whole river turns to blood? What are you going to (laughs) do? And threatens him with plagues and and the river turning to, to blood and all this stuff. Anyway. Basically, he got the guy to overturn his own decision to say yes, and this was just three weeks before the event went through. So we kept stepping out in faith, believing, but because it was graced by God, we just didn't give up. We just thought this this has to be God, so mm. he's going to have to turn this around, and he did. Like, like three weeks before the event, we got the, the, the decision overturned and we were away, and, and it was just incredible a massive giant the council did uh, oppose us the whole way right until the end but in the end we got there it's a great faith lesson isn't it because you know we all have times where we feel god speak to us strongly about different things stepping out in this way or that way doesn't mean it's going to be all smooth sailing when he does speak and then you step out so it's great to hear the story because it just reminds us hey it's not easy as a believer to step out into some of these things and we shouldn't have that mindset, oh, if God says it, yep, then it's just going to roll and everything's going to be smooth. That's not the case. We don't read that in the Bible and you certainly don't see that happening um, <laughs> out there the majority of the time. How did you advertise the event? Like how did that then happen? Because you're trying to reach the greater Penrith area. Um, what did you do? So how good is this? So it was such a project of unity. Like one church in the area. So we had about 10 churches working together and one church took on all the marketing and socials. Hmm. Another church took on the fundraising. Another church took on the evangelism. Another church. So all the churches said, you know what, this is our strength. We'll bring this to the table. So we had an incredible church doing all the socials, all the marketing, all the website, and they were brilliant. They were just amazed. They made the whole thing look incredible. Um, they did, we did down to invites and printing and we just, we started just advertising it on socials and word of mouth was huge. We got on the radio, we got, uh, newspaper articles written before the event, uh, advertising us. We got on the radio advertising on Christian radio. Um, every single avenue you think about it, Tina, we were just at it saying the main event, see you at the tent. We called it the main event, see you at the tent. 
and we did all our marketing around we've saved a seat for you. Mm. It was epic. We had a budget to meet. I have never done this before. I was like, how much is it going to cost? And, you know, um, can I tell you this story? It's so good about the funds. Please do. Yeah, people will be saying, well, how do you pull it off, you know, financially? Do you know what? Tim Hall Ministries was going to undergird the event. If there was going to be a shortfall, they were going to come step in and, and, um, and help us out. But we wanted to fundraise. We wanted to raise all the money for Tim that he didn't have to do that. And we had a real heart and passion to do that. So we started this campaign, uh, sponsor a chair for somebody. Hmm. Right at the beginning, there was a meeting with one church board, I guess, and they said, how much is this going to cost? Um, is it is it going to be worth it? How many souls do you think are going to get saved? through this campaign and is it going to be worth the outlay, the investment? And I'm sitting with a couple from my church who are absolutely beautiful and her name's Jen and she's sitting next to me and the whole table went silent when, when, that, when, the, met, when the guy said, you know, how many souls is it, is it going to be worth it for? Hmm. And she just quietly said, one. Hmm. One, and we all just, we all just started crying. Mm. We were just like, "Yes, this whole event would be worth it for one soul." We believe we're going to be many more. <laughs> yes, we amen. believe there's going to be many more. But you know what? It it would be worth it for one. And with that, everybody got on board. We knew, and it was a thing. It was like a thread right through the event that we were doing it for the one. Amazing. That was the real heart behind the event. And so with the cost, you know, we were stepping out by faith. There was offerings in the night, but there was also our fundraising effort as well where we got it out to all the churches to buy into that. We raised most of the money. On the last night, we were $23,000 short of budget, 23000 We'd all gone, oh, do you know what? That was a great effort, right? But 23,000 short. And on the last night, the guy who counted was counting all the offerings, the finance guy, bursts up to me with just such a great smile on his face and he's waving something in his hand at me. He's got a handwritten letter <laughs> by somebody that's put something in the offering, a handwritten letter and a full page and it says, Dear Nicola and Tim, thank you for putting on this event. I've always wanted to see something like this in Penrith. And included is um, is a blessing from the inheritance I got from my mum and my dad and my Uncle Joe. And um, God bless you um, and thank you so much. And there was a cheque attached to this letter for $23,000. Wow. I've got I've got tears in my eyes. We just thought that is God's signature. Yes. Just signing off on the whole event at the last minute on the last night with a beautiful, authentic, genuine handwritten letter. Um it was it blew our minds. And the guy who was like doing all the finances, he was he was going on this massive journey of faith 
with this whole thing. Like he just thought, how are we going to pull this off? And seeing that check come in changed his life. Incredible. He said afterwards, he said, that changed my faith forever. And, you know, it, it, it changed mine too, Tina, because I'm just like when it's, when it's God's vision, it is definitely his provision. When there is the vision of God, he will definitely provide for it. And it just, it really blew my socks off as well. Um, but that was just one of the many miracles we saw come through. It's amazing. As soon as you started telling the story, I'm like, oh, I was just overwhelmed just sitting here listening, thinking, oh, yep, that is that has so often been the story in my life, I'm sure, for those listening today as well. It's a, just a great reminder of God's provision. Tell us what happened, you know, over those few days. And, and by the way, you can go to the main event, penrith.com.au, because I did that myself and I watched the actual whole event. The live feed is still sitting there. Hopefully it's still there by the time you listen to this event. But tell us what happened then, because you were aiming to see so many people come into the tent. You were wanting to see people respond. So what actually did happen? Oh, my goodness. I was just, you know, for, for an evangelist, I was like a pig in mud. I was wallowing around in mud. I was just beside myself. It was glorious, absolutely glorious. We had 6,000 people come through over six nights about a thousand people a night. We had responses every single night. We we ended up with 120 first time decisions. Wow. Over the six nights. And most of those people went into an alpha course afterwards. Miracles, healings, people being touched by God. It was amazing. Like Tim Hall carries such a powerful healing anointing. People were getting Heal, getting up and telling their testimonies on stage. It was just inspiring faith that it was growing every night, people getting more and more excited. I think one of the best things, though, you know, we talk about the one and I'm down there helping pray for people. I think, I don't know, second, third night. And I'm just praying for people. And in the distance, I see this little old man and he's, and he's wandering up to me. He's got his eyes set fixed on me he's making his way up to me and he comes up he says I've lost my faith Mm. and I want to get it back can you help me wow and I go I can help you Mm. and we talk about how he lost his wife and she was she was a full-on Christian passionate he never really followed Christ but she did And he felt like it was now his obligation to follow Christ because she's passed on now. Wow. And he said, how can I, how can I almost honor her by having faith myself? And so anyway, I led him in the salvation prayer. God bless him. And now check this out. He's part of my church. He joined my church. Mm. And now check this out. His wife passed of Alzheimer's. He's going into the nursing homes and ministering and helping all the Alzheimer's patients. And my church is now knitting glove things for the Alzheimer patients. There's special things that help them. And they give them to Ken. His name's Ken. They give all the knitting to Ken and Ken takes them in and he's birthed a ministry. 
of looking after others with Alzheimer's and all because he wandered into the tent. I don't even know how he got there, but this is what I love about the tent, Tina. It's low entry level. Like anybody can wander into the tent, Mm. anyone. People came off the street. Mm. People heard about the tent. Then, you know, they're not coming to a church. We know that that word church is almost like offensive to people. But come to the tent. See you at the tent. See you. We, we just really vibed this this whole thing to try and get as many people there as possible. So, mm. yeah, it was just see you at the tent. It's the main event. We're talking about people's eternity. That's why we called it the main event. And it is. It's, it was the main event for Ken. That was the main event for Ken. He's now saved and taking on his a legacy for his wife. Mm. That's just one story. We had so many salvation stories. Wow. What an incredible interview. Now, I know we've run out of time. Honestly, I think that we could do six more interviews just on this. Nicola, this has been incredible to hear. I hope today as you're listening to this that this has been a blessing for you. But there's so much more to this. There's so many things that you can learn from Nicola. So I want to drop all of those links into our show notes. So read the show notes, but also make sure that you go to Nicola Gibb, that's with a double B, dot com dot au. Also check out the main event penrith.com.au where you can watch the actual one of the night events I was watching. Just brilliant. Have a look at that. But what an inspiring story. Nicola is also an artist, Art with Heart. And when you go to her website, you're going to see all of that, which is amazing. There's so many facets to your beautiful life, Nicola. That's inspiring. It's incredible. Bringing faith to Sydney, encouraging people, a tent in Penrith. Who would have thought? Nicola Gibbs, thank you so much for your time today. Absolute blessing. Thank you. And so good to see you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Hey, don't forget to check out our free sample course on missionwithgod.com forward slash free sample. Hope it's a blessing to you. See you next week.